Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you've just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the BlogTalkRadio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Well, guys, I just wanted to let you know that this month is the National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And um, we just want to go ahead and make sure that we give um, due time to the Bridge of Freedom Foundation and others out there like them that are actually working on this crisis that we have going on right here in America. So we'll go ahead and take a listen to a little information about Bridge of Freedom and the work that they're doing, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation, and yes, believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. 
For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day, and with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at bridgetofreedomfoundation.org or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. Dion Ordain is known for her powerful performances delivered with genuine authenticity with major credits in television, feature films, and national and regional commercials. Ordain has tackled roles from preacher's wife to secret service agent, proving that she has both breadth and depth as an actress. This incredibly talented actress began her career as a consultant in corporate America before beginning her journey into acting. Dion Ordain, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me on. And hello, oh, we're, out there. Well, welcome, welcome, and we're very excited to have you on. As a matter of fact, um, you know, uh, I, I just love to work with professionals in the industry. It just makes my job a lot more easier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited yeah, to be here. Yeah, you know, and something that I really, really enjoy about the, the show is sort of looking at the background and understanding um the sort of the makeup or encapsulated version of the guest that we have on. And looking at your resume, your background and accomplishments, my God, you you've done quite a bit. Thank you. Thank and, you. And tell our listeners a little bit. Give us up to speed and tell us a little bit about some of the acting jobs you've had recently and some places maybe they may have seen you. Uh, let's see. A place that they might have seen me is uh, recently – uh, Lifetime is currently actually running a movie of the week called uh, Unanswered Prayers, um, and I play a nurse in that movie. Um, this past Saturday night, um, I was uh, a photo of me made it into the the worst of Soul Train skit on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so I got a lot of text messages that night. Uh, Did I just oh. see you on Saturday Night Live? So right. that, was, that was huge 
that was a, a dream come true, kind of like things to check off of my acting bucket list. So, you know, doing a Lifetime movie, Saturday Night Live. Um, some other places I, I had a role as an FBI agent in the feature film Salt um, uh, alongside Chiwetel Ejiofor and, of course, it starred Angelina Jolie. Um, other projects from last year included 12 with uh, 50 Cent um, and Chase Crawford, and Chase Crawford is from Gossip Girl, and of course we all know Sissy Sen is a rapper, so I played um, a mother of one of the characters in that film, and also Toe to Toe, where um, I got to play the daughter of Leslie Uggams, uh, which was wow. just amazing. Wow. So you actually yeah. got to meet and work with Leslie. Yes, and, wow. and gain knowledge and just sit and you know watch her work and, and just be around her. I mean, she's amazing. She's amazing to work with, very giving. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, and it's always really good to meet good people um, in this industry because a lot of times people are sort of more focused on themselves and their own craft, and yeah. they, they sort of, you know, kind of segment themselves off when you're actually on set with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, that, they're not that's, giving, giving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, um, tell us a little bit then, because the reason why I wanted to have – a couple of actresses on, and I'm going to have um, Nisi on later, but we're just going to get started with you. You know, okay. a lot of people out there, you know, even on my Facebook page, I have a lot of um, actors and actresses, rappers, um, singers, dancers, a number of different talented people. And, yeah. you know, for me, this is the year to go ahead and stop talking about it and doing it. Now, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you make this transition, first of all, from the corporate world into doing acting full-time, which I think is the hardest part of actually getting out there? From corporate, let's see. I um, It was back in, I think, 2001 after I had completed grad school for something entirely different. And um, I was talking to one of my classmates, and she had told me she took an acting class. And I had acted and performed and modeled and things like that as a young child, you know, born in Montserrat and then coming up in the Bronx. But I never looked at it as, oh, I'm going to be a dancer and an actress. You know, I it was other aspirations. And for some reason when she mentioned the class to me, um, I had just had such an intensive year in grad school. I really wish I had some artistic, creative outlet, especially being up at Syracuse University. So uh, I, I literally just opened up the yellow pages, I think at my desk, because I was working at, um, I was working for the D.C. budget office at the time, and I think I opened up the phone book and looked up acting or theater, and I found two resources, and I called them. And from that moment on, I just kind of threw myself into everything and anything I thought was acting, you know, whether it was handing out light bulbs at the MCI center <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, you name it, you know, free work, having nothing that was, you know, um, that caused me to degrade myself, but I mean, mm-hmm. because I still had a good head on my shoulders and a good business sense right. um, coming from from corporate. And I just threw myself into it and took classes and got an acting coach and just networked and networked and networked. Um, and so from just doing everything and anything, I was able to quickly figure out okay what what I wanted to focus on. And I continued to work. I continued to work a forty hour job and act full time. So. I think that was over 100 hours a week. And so eventually it became very hard to make up stories to get out of work and fake illnesses <laughs> and, you know, just straight up and down lie. And it, it oh began my. to eat at me, you know. Right. And even like recently I had a, a part-time job 
And I remember I had to leave one day and not go to this non-mandatory meeting, and it made me sick to my stomach to have to try to squirm out of it so I can go to Philly for this Dunkin' Donuts national commercial audition. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so about 2005, 2006, I just I walked away. I said, you know, I have to just trust that it will support me. And it just meant hustling. It meant working and having you know, a temp job or doing a lot of promo work or just, you know, being creative with how my income streams are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it is challenging because you don't want to lose that safety net, you know. And I got really used to that biweekly paycheck. And um, But, you know, I can do an acting job where I work a day or three and I get $3,000 or whatever. So it's it's just trusting that your talents and not only your talents but your drive and your tenacity you know, and you just decide. Like I, w- I remember one time I just said, you know, what? I want to make a thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. And once I put it out there, the jobs would come in, and I'd work a job and I'd put it in my calendar how much it paid. And you know, sometimes it was close to a thousand, sometimes it was a little over a thousand. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big believer in asking for only asking for what you want and being clear about it. Right, and, that, and that brings me to this, Dion. Um, what kind of things should an aspiring actor or actress do to prepare themselves for the field of acting? Because a lot of people um, think that they may want to do that, but they don't understand what the work is, and they don't really have the right vision for it. Because you think about it, a lot of people want either just the fame or the money or the attention, and mm. it's a lot more involved in this. It is. <laughs> it is a lot more involved. <laughs> Well, I mean, if they just want the fame and the attention, you know, there's definitely reality TV, and that's pretty much a a short trajectory. Um, But another actor once said to me, you know, you can have it quick and fast or and and not last long in the industry, or it can, you know, take a steady pace and you have longevity. Um, I would prefer longevity. Things you can do to prepare is continuously grow a lot of self um, Self, self-exploration, self-growth, really get to know yourself, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's through books or workshops um, or having a good close group of people who are going to be honest with you and, and, you know, provide those avenues. But being clear about your vision, being clear about what you see yourself doing in this industry and where you want to be um, and what you want to be doing, Um knowing that you're always going to be selling yourself. It's it's every day you're going on a job interview and you have to exactly. be at one hundred and ten percent. But not only that, and if you have people, you know, your manager, your agent, your whoever, you still you're gonna be your first best agent, publicist, manager, whoever. You know, you have to stay up and put in those hours and, and burn the midnight oil. Um and, and knowing and let's just put something else real out there too. How many interviews would you say you go on before you get maybe one acting job? Uh or auditions. See. It depends. It really depends. For example, for The Wire, I auditioned for every season of The Wire until the very last season where I got the role as a social worker in episode 6 and I was just as ecstatic as ever and then I got another call a few months later. They want your role to come back. But at that time, mm. the show, it was over. So you imagine how long The Wire had been on and how many auditions right. I had to go on, sometimes one, two, or three times for each season. And then I'd watch and see who got cast in the role and what choices they made and mm. wonder what, you know, what could I have done differently or better. And sometimes you can't do anything. 
because mm-hmm. most of why you get cast is because of who you are, and that's why I say really know who you are, really dig deep, you know, and, and, and know what you're, you know, what makes you tick. Because you can't be anybody but yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you were talking about that earlier, and like, you no, know, not making a fake voice or, you know, <laughs> right. just being this weird character. And, you know, it's like, hello, yes, it's Beyond Hussein speaking. <laughs> like, who is this? You know, no, I'm, and, I'm a girl you know, from the West Indies. I was raised in the Bronx. And right. now, you know. Yeah, you know, but, it's um, funny because, I, you know, I, I modeled quite a bit in this area and did some acting as well, and um, I had some just crazy stories of, because you you see people sort of change, you know, mm-hmm. um, once they're there and then they realize that you know it's not them walking into a job, it's that they have to compete for it. The things that they choose to do will just really surprise you. It's just amazing, and um, you, you know, pretty much making a fool out of themselves, which you know, pretty much take themselves out of the running very easily, mm-hmm. but. You know, the funny thing is, too, is what people have in their head that they think that the job is all about as opposed to what's real. Now, um, you talked about how you found an acting coach and how you you took this this direct approach, which was um, pretty uneventful as far as getting ripped off, which is generally what happens to people who get out there and they want to either try modeling, acting or whatever. Give yeah. people some advice about some of the pitfalls to avoid without saying the names of any companies. <laughs> you know, we know the names of them. But I don't mind naming names. No, whatever. They know that. who they are. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, the pitfalls. Okay. Just like with acting, I think sometimes people lose their minds when it comes, or not their minds, but they lose common sense. When you're spending your money, you want to ask questions. You know, if you're going to go buy a car, you just don't give the car dealer your 500 or your $1,000 and not know, well, what's the reputation of this dealer? What kind of cars has this dealer sold before? How satisfied are the customers that have purchased cars from this dealer? Is this dealer shady? Are they crazy? Does this dealer really know cars, or is this dealer also just like another buyer pretending to know cars just to get over on you and get your money? Okay. So people would go and shell out money on headshots to have never met or talked to or, or looked at the photographer's work, or an agency will say, okay, well, I have this photographer you should use and or, you know, pay us all this money to get on your database or some random database out there will say, sign up and pay us and we'll get you work. You know, I say to them, give me your $20 every month and I'll tell you where the jobs are. Um, I think just you have to be wise. You have to be wise. You have to ask questions because there are people out there. Something that I learned early on that will feed that are that are here to just feed on actors' dreams. You know, because like you said, people either want to be famous or they want to be rich, and they want to do it quickly. You know, they want it to happen overnight, and it's not impossible. We've seen the stories out there, but sometimes it just takes time. It takes a few years, five, ten years. You know, for some people, twenty years, and you have to be willing to put that time in, but do have business sense. Do your research, no matter what it is you're putting your money on or signing up with. You know, ask around. Because in the recent years, there's been agents where, you know, they've gone under or they've had to go bankrupt and actors have lost out on money. You know, and so it's your hard-earned money. Make the person you're paying earn it. Right. Have, have, have common business sense. And if you don't, ask people. Somebody yeah, out there has a story. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. In the industry. So it depends on your friends and relatives to know what's going on or to be able to advise well, you. Other in actors, business. yeah. Yeah, you have to really go to the source. You have to go to people who are acting and making money. All right, that's that, anything, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So um, well, that's great. And um, we're, um, l- let me ask you a question. Yeah. Some people, some people um, worry that they can't just be themselves and be an actor and entertainer in the business. They have to develop a persona of some sort. Why don't you speak to that for me? Um, well, you know, if they can maintain that and truthfully live that persona, then then I say go for it. But it's exhausting, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because, I, I, like, for example, <laughs> the person that pops into my mind is, like, RuPaul. You know, mm-hmm. RuPaul is, is RuPaul, and then there's the gentleman that plays RuPaul. And so whenever you look at him and he's just himself, I, I guess he's just himself, but when he's in, in character, he's really living that character. And so you have to be that on all the time. And it's it's hard just being me, you know? Right, exactly. Um, but if if they have it down pat and it's, it's what they want to do, just make sure that they do it 110% and never let anyone in on what's not real because when it starts to crack is, I think, when people start to question. And I think, you know, everybody has some part of themselves that's a presentation or that, that face that they put out. But I think what we realize in life, or with acting or movies or television, the pe- the actors that resonate most with us are the, are the the people that are just most themselves, with all their flaws and all their, you know, everything. And so. and so, so what's the next step for you? What projects do you have out there right now that are um, that you're either working on or that are coming up? Oh my goodness! Okay, so I'm so glad you asked. My next. Three projects. Uh, one is a staged play called Benched. It's a new play by Allison Curran, um, and it has uh, I'm in it, Leigh Jameson, Liz Mamana, and it's directed by Jessica Lefkow. And that's going to be at the National Conservatory of Dramatic Arts in Washington, D.C., February 17th to the 27th. So um, if you just Google Benched the Play, it's benchedtheplay.vpweb.com, but just Google Bench to Play or, or go to my website. It should be up. Uh, okay. T- tell us a little bit about the premise. What's the play about? It's about these uh, three women that meet at the, you know, the bench in the playground where their kids play and you, you see their lives unravel, you know. Um, it's like, like that informal setting where they, you know, they all meet up and their kids are doing their play dates and, you know, they've been doing this for, for years and you see just the int- intricacies of their lives, you know, these these women that live, it's a suburb, and, you know, it's, it's like you see, uh, you get a, an inside, a kind of a slice of, of what's going on with each of them and, and and what's happening. You know, as far as looking in from the outside, I think all these women are, have these perfect, great lives, but each one has a different story, a different um, obstacle to overcome. So. And, and how will one get tickets for it? They can go to the website, www.benchedtheplay, B-E-N-C-H-E-D, theplay.vpweb.com, 
Okay, very good. And, you know, we're going to take a quick break, and um, we're going to hear from a little bit about um, another one of my favorite charities, Young Lives DC. And um, what we'll do is when we come back, if you'll hang in there with us, um, Dion, um, we'll talk with Nisi Cerise when we'll come back. All right, great. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community. A program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, Kids and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today, based on God's love for them, will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. And all of this can be traced back to the time when a Young Life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. We're talking with Dion O'Dane as well as we'll bring on Nisi Cerise to talk a little bit about what's real in the world of acting. Nisi Cerise, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, I'm glad you were able to make it on. You were sort of a last-minute ad, but, uh, you know, I just thought about it. I saw your information. I said, yeah, this will work out just great. So tell us a little bit about your background in acting and um, how you got into business and the things you're currently working on. Okay. Um, Not as seasoned yet as Dion is. um, I actually started out um, in theater when I was a child, I started off behind the scenes and then eventually, you know, moved forward on the scenes, uh, onto the stage. And, um, you know, I, I took a little break and did some modeling and then decided to get back into acting not too long ago. Um, right now I've been working in the indie film market a lot and also doing some commercials um, and that type of thing. So tell us how you actually got into the, the business. How long have you been doing it and what um, actually got you to make the decision that you needed to try to pursue this more than you had? Um, I had a desk job, and I was miserable <laughs> at my desk job. Um, I was doing the, you know, working full-time thing for a long time and uh, trying to get gigs here and there when I could. And I started to take a long, hard look at myself and realized how clearly, absolutely miserable I was. And I just, I set myself a deadline and a plan, and I stuck to it. I left my job last May, um, and I've been, you know, working hard to get to where I want to be. So tell us some of the things that you had to do to get yourself started. How 
you know, how did you make this transition from working a day job? Did you just quit or did you find that you got yourself up enough momentum that you felt like this was the time I have to make my move now? I um no I I didn't just quit. I did um set myself up and I had been networking and you know that type of thing um before I set my plan in motion. Um and then I I kind of just wrote down a list and said what do I need to have accomplished before May because I'm quitting my job in May. No ifs ands or buts about it. Um, and, and so that's how I went about doing that. You know, I had the headshot, um, commercial management. Um, I had my reel put together, that sort of thing. And I know people, so now, you know, I'm getting calls for commercial work on a steady basis and for industrial work. So that sort of pays the bills. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and tell people a little bit what industrial work is. Um, industrial videos are in-house videos for, usually they're for corporations. Um, so, for example, I did one a couple weeks back for Yale New Haven Hospital um, for their psychology department. Um, they do training videos for their students, so their students can actually watch a video. So if you're sitting in class, in a class, and you're you're watching a video on you know, sex education or how to teach children or, you know, any type of thing like that, like a training video, um, that's mm-hmm. considered an industrial video. Right. So anything that's in-house that the general public will not see. Right. And this is nothing glamorous, but this is really what can keep money in your pocket in the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very grateful for those videos. Yeah, when I was out there hardcore in the industry trying to, you know, keep gigs going, I even dressed up as a penguin once. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do what you have to do. I'm not proud of it, but to tell you the truth, I had a lot of fun that day. I really did. It was a promotion for the Washington Redskins. I don't know where the penguin thing came from, but yeah. But, um, you know, there are so many different things you have to do. Um, There's um, spokespersons. There's, um, you know, showing up at very various events um, representing a company, handing out samples. It's just about everything still falls under that category of, you know, modeling. Yeah. No? <laughs> yes, I if, agree. If you want to call it that, it does technically. Well, you know, this, this is the thing, though. You know, it was the money I got that, that would pay. But the funny thing is, is, this is where I was, and I was still mixed in with a number of different sources. And um, how did you find the right folks that got you the great-paying jobs as opposed to, you know, some of these minor, um, you know, tasks that you have to do to sort of keep the money coming? Um, I am signed up with two commercial agents. Um, one of them is and uh, markets me in the New York and Connecticut areas, and then I have a commercial agent in Boston as well. Um, those things normally come through one of those two offices. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, um, I'm also a member of a film collaborative that's in southeastern Connecticut, um, called Set Film, and a lot of their members are full-time, well, you know, they run their own production companies, and so they get calls from these businesses to put videos together, a lot, and they need actors, and I know these people personally now, so they tend to call me 
mm-hmm. um, which is nice because it skips auditioning. You know, I already know these people. Some of these crews, it's the same crews all the time. I've worked right. with them dozens of times. Um, so it just makes it easy. And, you know, getting work is hard. And so you want to network as much as you can, even if you think it's something that's not directly geared towards actors. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to I go to meetings about financing film, and I'm the only actor in the room. Mm-hmm. And so that stands out. And, uh, you know, a lot of actors don't think about that. They think, well, it's not a workshop for actors, so I'm not going to go. You know, financing film doesn't pertain to me. I don't want to finance films right now. But I'm there, and I meet people. So, you know, I'm always somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, developing good relationships of people who actually know, and instead of, you know, sort of circulating yourself amongst people who pretend that they know, um, mm-hmm. is so important in being able to, you know, decipher who is who um, and, and, you know, make those connections and keep them. Tell us a little bit about how important that is and, and some of the systems you put in place to be able to manage some of the contacts that you've made. I'm sorry? Tell us some of the systems you have in place to be able to manage the contacts you have. I'll give you an example. Um, I remember when I used to go out to a nightclub, I would never drink until I've made three contacts of people who could really help me in doing what I was doing, you know? And if, if I didn't make those contacts, I'd leave because I was heavily seeking knowledge and wisdom. And so my friends got to know if I actually had relaxed and, and I'm actually having a a drink and having fun with the rest of them, they knew that I had done what I came there to do. Okay. I tend to um, I do the same thing. Whenever I go to a networking thing, especially if it's a party, <laughs> because nobody really wants to work, there's usually, um, I usually have three or four people that I say, I have to get in front of these people tonight when I go there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get in front of these people and I'm not going to say, I'm an actor, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's not what I do. I socialize, you know, I talk to them. They ask me what I'm working on. I let them know. And once I get those three or four people crossed off my list, then it's time to party. (laughs) I wash my (laughs) hands, and then it's time to have a good time. But it's hard to network in a party situation because nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to drink and dance and have a good time. Right, right. um, so, and so, Dion, how about you? Go ahead and um, chime in on that. A networking event? Yeah. Um, I haven't been to a, I think, an actual networking networking event in so long. But yeah, I mean, that's wherever what I, I am, where I mean, I I'm really coming from the, the I was in. Uh, um, I learned to network really early on in college, so it comes really easy for me. I mm. think, and I just try to listen to people. Um, and find out about them and, you know, I think just find something that is a commonplace, like, oh, you know this person or whatever. But as far as like an actual real live event where I'm like, okay, I need to get this name or person. I mean, I think probably the most recent thing is what we have every year in in the D.C. area is um, the Helen Hayes Awards. And honestly, I go there to dance and have fun with my friends, and I do just that. (laughs) I dance my behind off and have tons and tons of fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I guess I just haven't done that whole let me make sure this person knows me type thing. I guess 
not that I don't care or can't or won't, but I just haven't been in that situation for a long time or, or maybe cared enough to want to. <laughs> right, right. And, and how long? Thing. No, no, that's that's actually a good thing. And how long have you been um, acting? How many years has it been now? Oh, my goodness. Ten years. Oh. That's it? Ten years. <laughs> Ten fantastic years. I mean, but that's a really long time. I mean, when you know, for me at least, I started Mm -hmm. in you know in earnest in two thousand one, and just been you know really working hard, and I've I've really paved my own way because you know I don't have a degree in theater, a bachelor's or a master's. My bachelor's and master's are in other uh, areas, and so I've you know really worked extremely hard and diligently to get where I am today, and so. Uh, for me, it's a well-earned 10 years, and, I, you know, I look forward to 10, 20 more in this business. Um, but I'm very excited about this year because I just know this is the year of, of bigger things to come, you know, for my career. So. Awesome. You know, that overnight sure that success. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the 10-year <laughs> overnight success, you know. <laughs> and, and, Nisi, what about you? Um, were you um, trained in acting? Is this something you have been doing, you know, since you were in school or – well, no, I started theater when I was 12, and actually oh, in school, and um, I, I, no, I don't have a bachelor's degree. I, In fact, I changed my major about half a dozen times when I was in college <laughs> because I was never happy, <laughs> um, you know, and ended up with the degree that everybody said I should have, um, and just realized I, I, I just wasn't happy. I, I don't necessarily think that you need to go to college um, to get an arts degree, to work in the arts. Um, you know, training is nice, and that's what I tend to do. I, I do train. Um, I do go to a lot of workshops, um, and, and that's pretty much what I do. Give us a, a typical week for you. Um, how is it set up? Um, you know, you have your workshops, your training. You also have your um, auditions and things like that. Give us an idea of some of the work that's involved with actually trying to to stay employed in this business? Um, oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't. Um, it, it's difficult. I I do train once a week. Um, I have actor friends that I, we get together also once, a, probably once a week or every two weeks, and we, um, we perform with each other, kind of just work with each other. Mm. Um, I spend a ridiculously amount of time every single day uh, going through any auditions or notices that I can self-submit for. Right. Um, so even though I'm not working a nine-to-five job, if I am home, I am on my computer and I am working. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you see me on Facebook for nine hours straight, I'm not really on Facebook. <laughs> I'm probably doing something else. Um, but, I, I mean, I scour for auditions. A lot, a lot. I'm not just sitting at home watching TV if I don't have a gig or an audition. Now, I got a question for both you guys, both Neon and Dion and Nisi. Um, do you guys think that um, acting is something that either someone has or they don't have it? Maybe they're born with it and it can be developed, but you know, a person can't really learn that. That's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> See there, Donna, that was a hard question. My producer sent that out. <laughs> um, I think it can be cultivated. 
definitely mm-hmm. there's some people who just can't act at all, and then there's some people with a natural born talent. But I think you know, with anything, you can learn and you can train, and it's it's all about self exploration and, and and learning to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my two cents. What do you think, Nisi? Um, you can definitely learn and, and train. I I meet so many actors that are afraid to let go of their ego sometimes. Yeah. Um, and and that's a huge big thing you have to let go of the ego. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I heard somebody just last week an actor told me that he 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 wasn't auditioning because he felt like he was too good to have to audition. Um, exactly. You know what I mean? So, and I hope he's not listening right now. But you know, You'll get it eventually. you have to get rid of that. You know, yeah, you have to get rid of that ego. How are you? You know, that's the number one thing that has to go is the mm-hmm. ego. You can't be afraid to act a fool, and you can't be worried about what everybody's thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that if you can, if you can do that, lose the ego. I think it makes it. Um, a little bit more easier for you to cultivate that talent. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of folks out there um, who are comedians who are now acting now as well, and um, they find that they can make that transition, you know, being a, a role or the character that they are. But then they find that if they really want to take this seriously, they – they have to take some classes. They really have to train to learn to act as opposed to just thinking they can wing it based on their funny persona. Well, uh, well see, yeah, yes, and sometimes they get hired because of that persona. Right. You know, but I agree. Yeah, Everybody I mean, take classes. You know, I, I went to... Um, see um, Second City way, way back in the day in Chicago, and these guys were doing strictly improv, and they were bona fide actors. You could see it. They were amazing. And, um, you know, to see how deeply they could get into a character in a matter of minutes was just, it was kind of freaky. I just couldn't believe it. But so, that's what you know, Nisi just mentioned, yeah, being that open and committed and, you know, being able to throw yourself into... Mm-hmm. Your work. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I wasn't saying anything. Oh, they were able to to pull these characters out of nowhere, seemingly. And I think you know what Nisi just mentioned, as far as you know, letting go of your ego, being being okay with acting the fool. You know, and I always tell people what acting is like is being going in a room. You know, auditioning per se. Per se, going in a room, taking taking off your clothes, standing there nude doing your monologue and not caring what these people think of how your body looks. That's how vulnerable you have to be on stage, on film. Wow. I always feel naked when I'm performing. <laughs> Very naked. Really? Like I, I was like exactly what's going on in my head. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. 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 Man. I mean, what? you're very open. You're very open when, if you're really in tune your heart is open and everything is open. And so, you know, sometimes I have to be, I have to close myself off. Because as, I think as artists and as creatives, we're so, our spirits are very welcoming. 
and sometimes you don't need to welcome everybody, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm very conscious of that, more conscious I say I think, you know, of when I'm open and when I I don't want to be open. Wow. Yeah. Now, um, Nisi, um, do you have something that's uh, actually coming up in the near future, or something you've just completed as well? Um, I do. I have um, a film called Another Earth that is actually premiering at Sundance this month um, wow. on the 24th. It's kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, you know, um, I'm a big I, fan of festival films. Yeah, um, I had um, a small role as a newscaster in, in the film, but um, film stars uh, William Mathether, who I don't know if you used to watch Lost at all, but he's got a long long list of film and TV credits. He's a great character actor. Um, so that'll be at Sundance, um, I think starting the 24th of this month. And then um, also a film called, um, oh, goodness, Empty, um, which just received distribution through Vanguard Cinema not too long ago. Um, and that will be available on demand and uh, other outlets starting on the 25th of this month, too. Wow. Yeah. So, mm. uh, but yeah, those are two big things for me. I found out about those both in the same week, so I was pretty high that entire week. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's great. Pretty happy looks about like, that. Looks like both of you guys have a great 2011 starting off for you, and, um, you know, it, it's just awesome because, you know, of course, acting is a grind. I mean, you really... Yeah. You have to get in there and you have to stay motivated. And sometimes your acting has to go just into being the person you need to be to get things done at home as well. So, um, you know, I, I really commend you guys because um, I, I put myself out there at one point and I, I just couldn't do it. Wow. <laughs> I did a couple of gigs and, um, you know, I was happy with it. And it was funny because you were talking about earlier, right? Um, you know, having to take off work or play sick and then, you know, feeling guilty. I I I um took off work and did the district in the park right next to my office. Oh. <laughs> so people were walking back and forth from lunch. Looking like is that Mike? <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing. Oh man. And I said to myself, Wow, oh man. So, you know, it's very difficult. It's you, you make yeah, you really have to think about um, just how far you want to go. And, mm-hmm. um, and and it was after that, and listen to this. This is a crazy thing. After that, I decided to not – I I had a um, a spot in um, – what was this movie with most death that had him as a heart surgeon? Oh, Something the Lord Made. Yeah, Something the Lord Made. <laughs> I had a, a background part I was going to do. I didn't have to audition for it or anything. All I had to do was show up. And I, I decided not to do it because at that time <laughs> – you know, I was just feeling too uncomfortable. And then I saw the film and I lost my mind. I was like, wow. And yeah. that was so awesome. And I'm a big fan of Most Deaf as well. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. But, um, you know, I think you guys are on your right path and hopefully I'm on my right path as well. Actually, I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm just going to hang in there for a while. I want to go ahead and. Um, my um, co-host for my show on Friday, which features independent music artists, um, 
he just sent me a, a brand new theme song for that show. And um, I, I was just so impressed with it and just, you know, I, I just have to play it. And um, we'll come back right afterwards and um, we'll go ahead and close the show. But I just wanted to give our listeners a, a taste of the new intro that we have for our show Turn it up on Blog Talk Radio, featured at Friday uh, at 7 o'clock. And we'll be right back after that. Okay. blogtalkradio.com and my crazy co-host the Leo uh doing his uh the usual. <laughs> what did you guys think of that? It's catchy. I like the beat. I saw I found myself bumping my head. So bumping yeah. my head. Yeah. All right. And yeah. um, I love it too. Very laid back. <clears throat> Just my and, style. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and um I got to give props to um DT Lamont of Triple F Productions also who Help him put that together, and um, we can't wait to feature that again on this Friday show coming up. And, um, you know, we really enjoyed having you guys, Dion and Nisi. I mean, you guys have got to come back again. Um, please, yes. if you've got anything going on, and especially, you know, um, just some things that um, may be reoccurring or maybe um, some work that you've done has been advanced or is re-airing somewhere, just let us know, and um, okay. we'll try to keep uh, abreast of what's going on with your Facebook pages as well. And um, um, are are you guys um, open to people communicating with you concerning um, any questions they may have concerning acting, or 
I guess so. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people do that already, and you know, uh, I'm more than happy to share my knowledge. So, yes, definitely right. reach out. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I get questions on Facebook and through my website all the time, and I'm always thorough, and I try to help everybody out because, you know, yeah. what goes around comes around. So Yeah, for yeah. sure. And all right, guys, you heard that now. They they volunteer their services, but and this is important because these are people who know, and that's what's so important. It's so difficult for you know folks who are looking out there to connect with something that's real and not get discouraged in the process by finding someone who just wants to you know take their money and then deciding that the whole industry is just like the experience they just had. So we just really thank you for that. You're and, welcome. Uh, <laughs> And uh, if you guys um, had anything else you wanted to add to that, as far as any advice you'd want to give people who are, are considering a career in the entertainment industry? Um, read, uh, there's a book called Acting as a Business by Brian O'Neill. Um, I would definitely check that out. Um, Acting in Film by Michael Caine. Audition, there's two audition books, one by uh, Shirtleff and the other, oh, I forget the other one, but there's two audition books. Pick up both of those. Um, that's all for now. Yeah. And what about some of the workshops and classes or agencies in this area that um, people could go to as well? Because I've got a lot of my Facebook friends are here. Of course, they're all over the world as well. And, um, and Yorisha, I see you out there. <laughs> i got one of my most loyal listeners is out there in Fiji. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Fiji. Can I come visit you? I know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you have to check out her page and see some of the pictures of the beaches there. Just amazing. Just amazing. But um, I I would love to, um, again, have you guys back on again and keep us abreast of what's going on and um, just really appreciate your... um, you guys being candid and, you know, giving us the lowdown on the industry. I'd like to add really quickly, too, I'm working on a book for actors in the Mid-Atlantic region along with um, another actress, Sheila Kutchlow. So that's coming up very soon, and it's going to list resources all up and down the East Coast um, of where to find work for talent, and, you know, musicians, entertainers, dancers, actors, models, everything. So um, definitely look out for that. And I can um, send you a couple links to post on your site as far as local agents and agencies and casting directors that mm. people should connect with for work. Um, mm-hmm. Tons of work in in the D.C. area and the you know all up and down the Mid Atlantic. Um, but yeah, that's great. Well, well, Dion, feel free to post them yourself. I mean, it's open to oh. my friends to post things like that. Oh, and okay. um, you know, I, I want people to be able to connect directly. I don't need necessarily need to be the hub and the wheel, so to speak, in that and um any information you have in that way it will speed up the process as well. And um, you know, 'cause I'm sure that there are people out there interested in that. And okay. um yeah. And um did you have anything to add, Nisi? Um, I I just wanted to add to follow what you think is right. Um, you know, a lot of people will try to put their two cents in, um, including myself. <laughs> if it doesn't feel right, then just don't do it. You know what I mean? So um, human intuition is a great thing, and 99.999% of the time it's right. Absolutely. 
Yeah, you, you really got to rely on your gut. And you hear that all the time, but, then, you know, it's not just a catchphrase. You know, when something doesn't feel right, it's time to, you know, ask some questions and start figuring out what may not be the way you need it to be. Yeah, and I really appreciate you, too, <laughs> talking about the egos and the arrogance of some of the people that think that they may be able to, you know, do what it takes to really be a paid actor or actress. Yeah, so good stuff. Well, thank you, guys, and I'm just going to go ahead and close the show, and, you know, we look forward to um, speaking with you guys again and having you back on, and best to everyone in 2011, and I know you guys are going to do great things and come back and tell me about it. Yes. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman, and to Kenny Mansell for hooking us up with these great actresses. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.